Hey everybody, happy Nyan day. I'm Nat and I'm here to answer 22 questions with your girl Jimin. Hi. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm ready to ask you these questions, girl. I'm ready to answer, so let's get it started. Okay, who is your ultimate bias group in K-pop? I don't think that this is a surprise that it's Big Bang. <laughs> I don't think that anybody who like has seen me talk about K-pop would be surprised by the fact that like Big Bang is the reason I got into K-pop. I'm still passionate about their music to this day. I have other groups that, you know, I do love a lot. And like, obviously right now I'm going through my GOT7 phase, you know, I'm really into Shinwa and Tiara and 21. But, you know, Big Bang from the beginning, Big Bang till the end, that's that's who I'm into, so. Okay, and who is your ultimate bias? Once again, I don't think that anybody who knows me would be surprised that I say Jessica Jung, cause her basic ass is basic, but I love her to bits. I adore her so much. I have Blank and Claire Shades. I have her album, I like, you know, I have Shine, her book. I am, you know, completely aware of her, you know, quote unquote, less than desirable traits. And I'm still a fan, you know, um, and Bam Bam would be probably like my newest sort of ultimate bias. Okay. And who's your bias record? You know what I've been finding? I do like everybody in the group. Like I could sit down and watch a video on like, Yugum and like um Jin Young or Young Jay, maybe not Merck and Jackson. I don't think I'm that deep, but you know, I do feel like and JB specific. I mean, obviously, look at look at JB. Uh, I do feel like <laughs> even though Bam Bam is my favorite, like there are a lot of members that make me, you know, want to say that they're my bias, but they're not kind of. So I, I would say mm. that like Young Jay specifically, I love young jay i think that he is very 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 close to bam bam um and yugyum too and you know jinyan and jb for sure so i would say those members okay reminding me of me with <laughs> two by two so yes why did k-pop appeal to you in the beginning so uh, i'm gonna keep a book Tang's abs were very 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 impressive and that is what got me into big bang at first so i would say aesthetics were definitely the you know the push but also i just like that they were like i love boy bands and boy girl and girl groups and things like that i love pop music and so k-pop was just like an, an inevitability for me um after boy groups and girl groups and pop music kind of started to fade in the West. I had to go, to, I started getting into like Girls Aloud and the Saturdays and the Wanted and, and like UK pop groups. And then K-pop was just like, an, you know, it was just there and it had a booming industry and it had like all the things that I liked about pop music, but also the visuals. So it was just very easy for me to get into K-pop. Okay. And so is it easy for you to stay into K-pop? Are you still into K-pop? <laughs> 
I mean, I feel now very more comfortable to say that I am a huge fan of K-pop and like not just obviously the things that initially pulled me in, but just like I really do like the music and our album reviews like really reinforce that a lot of the time um, mm. because you know, we're going into deep cuts, we're going into B-sides and it's it's seeing who the writers are, the producers are and things like that and like concepts and seeing, you know, more than just like a title track that has a billion views, you know, like seeing and, and talking about, you know, other aspects of K-pop in the podcast, and, yeah, in, in Nyan and things like that. Like those have sort of reinforced the fact that I do feel very comfortable right now to say that I really do like K-pop and I'm a huge fan and things like that. But, you know, not so long ago, I swore off K-pop. <laughs> and so, you know, there were there are definitely a lot of aspects of K-pop and K-pop fandom culture that are less than appealing and less than attractive. But I I feel like I've been, I've already sort of dealt with so many parts of the bad stuff that mm. I'm more content and confident in, in, you know, my feelings towards it to this day. So yeah, I do still really enjoy and like, k-pop i listen to it every day and you know um i listen to it as as much as i listen to western music and different types of other genres and things like that i mean it's just it's it's important to me so yeah nice well speaking of you know some of the issues in k-pop uh how do you feel about the cultural appropriation versus appreciation conversation (sighs) i think like you know most of the discussions that we've had on the podcast, you know, there is, there is a a way to appreciate it, but you, I just don't trust them. I honestly just don't trust Asian, like not to be like putting everybody under an umbrella, but you know, what I have seen about Asian behavior towards Black people and like the anti-blackness in that community in in Asia and in you know in the Western world with you know Asian Americans and things like that and then also just seeing the feelings towards colorism in a lot of these communities and spaces mm-hmm. I can't really provide like I I can't really believe in a good faith in like arguments or whatnot uh, towards appreciation from a lot of these people. And I'm not saying it's everybody because clearly I don't know everybody, but you know, from what I can tell and what I have seen, it does come across as more of an appropriation, you know, and not enough people give credit. And I mean, all I really want is respect and and accreditation, you know, like that's all I really want. I don't need you like every time you come on TV to be like black people gave me this and, you know, I don't need that. I just need, (laughs) I just need you to acknowledge it. Like at least once, you know, like my God, (laughs) it's really crazy. You know, like, like during the black lives matter situation last year um, with everything that was going on with George Floyd and things like that. CL wrote a very important letter where she actually said, you know, like without, you know, Black American culture, specifically, we wouldn't have K-pop. And I don't know why a lot of fans and, you know, idols and netizens and things like that feel like like they're so afraid to say that and to admit it. You know, like, we mm-hmm. don't want you guys to say Black power every hour. We don't. I promise you. 
we just want to feel like we are respected and we're not treated like garbage. We're not stereotyped. We're not, you know, our, our features, like our skin color, our hair, things like that are not mocked and looked down on. Like, we just want to be treated like human beings. I feel like that is like the ground here, okay? And I feel like none of these people for the most part have even hit the ground, you know? Like they're all like in Dante's pit of hell. And so it's like, we just want you to give us the bare, you know, the respect at the barest minimum. Like that's kind of, you know, sort of where I, I want these people to be at this point because they're just so below the ground, it's ridiculous. And so, yeah, I do feel like for the most part, it's appropriation because I can't in good faith believe that it is appreciation. I just don't trust a lot of these people, so. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I think you ain't said nothing but a word. So yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So uh along that same note, we've seen a lot where um idol fans are also like you were mentioning, uh sort of cape for idols when they do certain things, but also idol fans initiate their own <laughs> yeah. uh, bad behavior. My question to you is are idols responsible for their fandoms? Uh, I do agree, you know, with some of the other sentiments, you know, that it's a yes and no. There is a power to be had, you know, with the things that the idol says, with what they wear, with what they do. There is power there and they are aware of it. That's why they have things like brand recognition rankings, you know, every month because there is power to be had as an idol. And so I do think that they know it because obviously it's how they make money. So why would you not say things like, uh, don't be racist, you know, or, <laughs> you know, like apologize for, you know, the things that you've done that are, you know, racist, uh, colorist, you know, and all the other things, you know, why would you not use your platform for good and to spread love and joy and things like that? Like Jonghyun did, you know, like, why would you not want to do that? So mm -hmm. I do think that there is power because there's that power that yes, they are totally responsible. They see, like, you can't tell me they don't see what their fans are saying. We had Jin Young comes on Twitter, I'm oh, sorry, on Instagram every three months to say, guys, I'm here, I'm alive. Because he knows due to his snooping that people are like, where the hell is this dude? So you can't tell me that they don't know what's going on. You know, like they don't know the power of being like, as you know, like, oh, I, I really like this bracelet. And they don't know, they don't know that their fans are gonna go and buy this Chanel bracelet for them. They know. So the fact that they know this stuff and they don't use it for good is kind of like, well, it's kind of a shitty move. And then I do think on the flip side, I mean, you can't be responsible for every single person who likes you. Like you just can't. You you're not holding a gun to their head and telling them to do things. People have to take accountability for their, you know, individuality and their and the choices that they make. So, as I said, like, I feel like there's, it's more so like, instead of saying that they are responsible, I would say more so that they, they, they're aware of the influence they have and they choose to either use it or not use it. And sometimes they use it for good. And you, usually they don't, usually they don't use it for good. <laughs> sometimes they do use it for good, but usually they don't. Um, they usually just use it for their own personal gain, unfortunately. Uh, but also like, I mean, as I said, like if, God forbid, knock on wood, you know, like a uh, crazy Stan, you know, you know, goes on a murderous rampage because somebody doesn't like a song. Like, I wouldn't say that this person is responsible for that. Like, I, I would think that would be a bit too 
you know, over the line. And also, too, fans cross the line with these idols all the time. You know, you have them being like, please stop following me, you know, doing these high speed chases and these these um, taxi cabs because you want to, you know, race me to my hotel or like, please stop sneaking into my room and taking my underwear and please stop ringing my doorbell, you know, so or please stop knowing where my hotel is in the first place. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's there there's so many different facets to this conversation. So I, I do feel like, as I said before, it's like a yes and no answer. But I do think that there is definitely an influence. You just you can't be in charge of another person. You know, like you just can't. So, yeah. Unless that person is your child. Absolutely. Um, okay. Well, on a lighter note, let's switch it up a little bit. What are your favorite K-pop songs? Okay. So, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part what that you I said love. Is how you said it. I know. I know. Okay. So, time lapse. One of my favorite songs from Taeyeon, it's it's just gorgeous. It's nostalgic. She sings it so beautifully. And it's really like just this, I don't know, this emotional sort of song about, you know, birthdays and what it means to be a year past. And it's just such a gorgeous song. I love uh, Lupin from Kara, which is just such a fun song. They're in their bag. I love If You from Big Bang. I mean, we've talked about it. It's just a be beautiful song. Just so emotional and just so well done. And so sort of anti-Big Bang when you think about like their greatest hits, but still very much them. And then there's Sugar Free from Tiara. You Call My Name from Got7. It Hurts from 21. Oh from Snowshi Day. I'll be back from 2 p.m. This love from Shinwa, Body Talk from Red Velvet, Replay from Shiny, and Oh My Girl is Closer. Wow. I don't think there's a single song that came out before 2015 that you don't like. <laughs> um, nice, though. I like that list. It's actually a pretty good yeah. list. Uh, okay. So what about K-dramas? What are your favorite K-dramas, if you have any? So I do have, I actually got into K-dramas around the same time as I got into K-pop. It just, you know, it fluctuates depending on my mood. Uh, so Coffee Prince, Ride or Die, that's my favorite K-drama of all time. Yoon Yoon Hye and um, Kong Yoo, you know, I would love for them to get married in real life. Doesn't happen, whatever. I will marry Kong Yoo. So it's okay. <laughs> but that's my favorite drama of all time. I have it on DVD. I've watched it a billion times. It's just a beautiful story. Uh, in terms of other ones that I like, I really love Protect the Boss with Ji Sung. Another Oh Hey Young with Eric from Shinwa. Because this is my first life is one of the more recent, even though I think it was done in like 2016, 2017. But it's one of the more recent dramas that I absolutely adore i rewatched it last year and i love it even more and uh it's okay that's love with joey and sung it's also very good awesome i'm probably gonna have to check some of these out yes okay well in your opinion who is the sexiest idol um it was like it's funny because like it was really hard for me to, to really pick one because everybody in k-pop is like cute <laughs> you know, like flower yeah, boy fair, for fair. the most part. Uh, so I picked Taekyeon from 2 p.m., Top from Big Bang, JB from Got Seven, and uh, I think all of Sister are just like sexy, gorgeous girls. So yes, when you ask way. for one, but she gives you ten. <laughs> um, and who is the cutest idol? 
Um, I think all of the girls in Oh My Girl are adorable. <laughs> but also, <laughs> I've been like a fan of Oh My Girl since basically they dropped with Cupid. So, um, and then I really got into them with uh closer. So I would say them. But also, I think that Bam Bam is adorable. Like, I don't know if it's because he debuted so young and he's still kind of like he grew into his face more, but he's still like really funny and just fun and you know says the first thing that comes to mind. So I picked Bam Bam as well. Oh, that's actually really cute. Yeah. Um, we both pick Magne's. I mean, even though he's not the actual Magne, he's but he's Magne line. So yes. Um, <laughs> do you buy into the Eyes American Americano propaganda? I do not. Okay, I tried it, and it's gross. I don't care if they say it gives you energy. It tastes at like zero calories. I don't care. <laughs> no. It's garbage. Julia, it tastes like you drinking liquefied rock. Exactly. It's not good. It is not good. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, if you had to dress like a K-pop concept for a day, which one would it be? It would be FX's Rum Pum Pum, uh, just because I loved how colorful and cute it was. And it was kind of like a schoolgirl concept. Like one of the outfits that they wear was like a schoolgirl concept, but the other, the other one was like a really fun, fresh, kind of like quirky like them uh, turn. And I really thought it was really adorable. It's not something that I would personally wear. Like, you know, I have a lot of just like grays and blacks and like dark colors and I wear a lot of like anime sweaters and stuff like that so it's very different from the way that I dress but once in a while I do like to like get really fun and and girly and just like quirky and stuff like that I guess um so that would be something that I would love to try okay in that same vein I guess following along those same lines what is your favorite k-pop music video so this is hard um because <laughs> there's so like i mean k-pop is basically aesthetics like for like that's a very important aspect of it so a lot of these music right. videos are so much fun right uh right. but i really like the dystopian sort of like vibe cool girl vibe from fx's uh red light that's one of my favorite mvs to watch and then i really liked um I really liked uh, what was it? It SNSD Sonoshi Days Hoot because it's like this really retro sort of disco esque era. Um, not disco esque, probably predates that. More like the Beatles era and like to serve with love era with the big hair, like Cher in Mermaid. Um, that's kind of like the vibe from it, and I really I thought it was like it's still kind of like a unique concept instead of aesthetics. So I really like that. So those would be my choices. Okay, very different from me because you yes. know me. I I picked a boy group concept, so <laughs> <laughs> it was very different. Yes. Um, what is the K-pop song that you think would best fit in anime? Dreamcatchers, Deja Vu. So anybody who's watched that music video, it is literally just like an you know an anime. Um, you know, it it basically is a manga in you know a music video form because it has a storyline it has the aesthetics it has everything and it sounds like it would be a perfect song for an anime so i picked that one awesome who's your favorite vocalist so i do like a lot of different vocalists and i i have been prone to liking you know unique tones more than you know maybe powerful voices and things like that 
mm-hmm. I would say like based on what I listen to the most is probably Tan um, from Sonoshi Day because I, I do really love like most of the songs that she drops. But in terms of like other sort of vocalists, I do, as I said, I like tone. So like JB from GOT7, Jessica, obviously her tone is one of my favorites. It just like without it in Sonoshi Day's music, it just sounds pretty basic. Like she gave it something unique. Uh, I like I like um, Sungi and Hyojung from Oh My Girl. Uh, everybody in Shiny, I think, has like a really good vocal color, and that's why they make mm-hmm. great solo music. Young Jay, uh, Jin Young, Jin Young, when he sings in a deeper register, I really really like his voice. I know like they have him do falsetto all the time, but I prefer when he stays in like a deeper tone. Uh, and I think it's Rai Wook. I think that's how you pronounce it from Super Junior and Hui from Pentagon. And also I really like Jihyun and IM's from Monster X on English, their English music, because they sing instead of rap. And I think they have really good singing voices. Uh, so those would be my choices. Wow. That is quite the list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. You might, you knowing that you're a tone person, you might... <laughs> You're probably not going to believe me, but you might like uh, Subin from 2 by 2 I have a okay. reason for saying that. I have to show you a clip, a specific clip, but I have a reason for saying that. Okay. Um, who is your favorite rapper? <laughs> to my ultimate shame, it is Zico. Yeah, we I, already knew. I We've feel like knew. everybody knows this about me. I, I I apologize about myself, but Zico drops fire music. He drops music that I like. Uh, I do like uh, Simon Dominic as well, and T.O.P. and G.D. as well. Okay. Can't argue with that. Those are what I think people would consider sort of classic voices in that space in K-pop. So Yeah. Um, okay. Favorite dancer. Taman, I don't think yes, that there's a the better <laughs> choice. I don't think that there's a choice outside of Taman, to be quite honest with you. And I mean, there are a lot of really, really good dancers in K- in the K-pop sphere, but Lee Taman is just he's it. Like he's just yeah. it. <laughs> so yes, he is. Uh, excellence recognizing excellence. Do you listen to K-hip-hop or K-R&B? I did it for a long time because I was like, if I wanted to listen to hip hop and R&B, I'd just listen to black people do it. I mean, I'd really would prefer to support, you know, black people making that music. I have recently gotten into it a little bit more, not really a lot, uh, just because, you know, there's so much music in the world and it's really hard to keep up with a lot of it. But I have dipped my toes in and... um, because uh, the K-pop Ajuma, I think that's what she calls herself, Sarah, she does do um, like a radio show with, and she recommends a lot of like K-R&B and stuff like that. And her choices are always like, I tend to like them. So I've been dipping my feet in a little bit more. Now Yugyum has signed with AMG. So I guess I'm going to be listening <laughs> to that kind of stuff a lot more. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> wow. A simp. Yes. Um. What about your favorite K-pop concert? What is that? What would that be? Uh, so I really did. I feel like I've, okay, I've been to K-pop concerts. Not a lot. I've only been to three and I did enjoy them, but I feel like because I went more um, as just to see how it was, I didn't really go as like a tried and true fan, you know, like, and did all the things, though I did do high touch with Sunny. 
And that was kind of interesting. Oh. I want because I, I did it more to see, like as I said, I did these things more to see how they were. It wasn't it was less like when Beyonce has a concert and I'm like buying a ticket right away. I have a Beyonce fun, you know, it's different. Um, or like when Mumford and Sons comes or Kevin Garrett, like there's some certain people like I have to go. <laughs> Those are drastically different categories of <laughs> performers, but yes. Yes. But like there's, the, you know, the groups that I go to see because I want to enjoy the music. These were things, they were kind of like social experiments that I, I did because I wanted to see if I like, I don't know. I just want to see how it would be. It's kind of the idea. I mean, I enjoyed myself completely. The three concerts were Shiny World 5. I went to see Sunmi and I went to see uh, Tiffany Young. Uh, and they were very different experiences, I feel. So like they were, because they had different types of concerts. The Shiny concert was more of a traditional K-pop concert where everybody kind of sat in their seat, like where it was anyways, sat in their seat. You know, some people had like glow skits, some people didn't. It wasn't really like a, like a vibe, you know, like where people got up and danced. That's from where I was sitting though. It, like it was a little bit different on the floor. I was a little bit higher up, so that could have been it. Um, and also, I was like sitting beside like Asian people, <laughs> so I think because <laughs> that maybe because of that, like they were kind of like more in their seat, you know, feeling it versus getting up and like dancing and moving around. So maybe that was it. I don't know, but um, that was my experience with Shiny World Five. It was fun though. It was great. Like at the time, Key was the only one who really spoke a lot more, a lot of English. And so he did um, most of the speaking in English and a lot of people, uh, the other members more, they tried and they were cute, but um, they had more translations. So I thought like it, it was definitely a great experience. And I'm so happy that I did it when I did it. And then uh, Sunmi's was like, I got, I got, I was on the floor um, and it was a lot of fun. I met like a lot of cool people and I did the high touch and I thought that was like a really cool experience. And she's stunning, like, face to face <laughs> and she's really like she she has a really good vibe and she's really good at like engaging the crowd and stuff like that so um that was fun and then tiffany young's was like it actually reminded me of like when i used to see like um what's that group called um shoot the script when i went to see like the script and lighthouse oh. and like a lot of those groups because it was like in a bar ish kind of environment Okay. Um, and there's no seats really. So like everybody kind of just stood where they stood and they drank and they had a good time. So it felt more like a grown up environment. And I really did like that uh, than it did with the other sort of concerts that I've been to. So, I mean, those were great experiences. I would say though, like for me, um, if I'm like at home and I'm watching a concert online or I have like, four Shinwa concert DVDs. So clearly those are my favorites. And then um, Sonoshi Day's uh, Japanese concerts, Love and Girls and Love and Peace. I play those when I when I clean because like music is fire. I love everything about those concerts. So those would be the, the best sort of online ones that I've seen. Okay, I'm kind of jealous that you got to go to a shiny concert. Well, we'll go to uh, a shiny concert when they come, when the world gets to a slightly better place. <laughs> when the world stops ending because <laughs> yeah. in every single day it's like exactly. a new thing. Exactly. Um, okay. If you could change one thing about the K-pop industry, what would it be? And what do you think is the most pressing issue in K-pop? I personally think the most pressing issue or like one of the things that I wish that I could change is probably as K-pop becomes more popular, um, the growing sort of ugliness in a negativity 
and and just like this numbers-based philosophy that's sort of growing in the K-pop spaces. I wish that it was dealt with or maybe um, pushed out of the the center a little bit more because I feel like it really does give a lot of people a really negative experience in the K-pop industry. Like, um, you know, when you're a fan of a certain group and, you know, you like other groups and people feel that, feel like, you know, like this supremacy, you can't be a fan of this group, you know? And it's like, just like people like what they like, don't, don't act like uh, an accomplishment of another group is a threat to your fave, you know? Uh, right. Don't, don't act like um, every day there's treat someone better. Does someone deserves better? And usually it's just nonsense. Like I'm not saying K-pop idols don't go through it because we know that they do. But a lot of the things that people like people don't care about the really heavy mental health issues, I don't think, or like the starvation and things like that. People just care like, oh, she got two lines. That is like disrespect. And I have to trend about it for five days. You know, like I mean, maybe she just can't sing though. Right? Like some people just can't sing. <laughs> They're there to be pretty. Visual is a, you know, a place that is a position. <laughs> right. In a K-pop group. Like that's just her Absolutely. function or his function. So. Absolutely. So sometimes it's just not meant to be. I think that like people take a lot of the sort of ridiculous stuff really seriously and then the serious things like you know using a murderer you know to hype up your song in a song it, it, to hype up yourself sorry in a song like people don't take that serious enough you know like it just it's kind of very strange so that would be you know the the fandom aspect of it I think is really what has been growing as k-pop you know has been embraced by so many more people especially the mainstream uh, I think that is something that I would really like to see being discussed more, you know, within fandom groups and spaces. And, you know, just like a general attitude of like, this is not okay. Like, why, why is there such a hate for Super M? You know, Super M, even before they debuted, like just the concept of it was so triggering to a lot of people. And like the Super M hate, like, it's so crazy to me. Like they literally have an album and a mini and they have, you know, done a little bit of touring here or there, but that's like it. It's not taking away from any of these groups. I don't understand the narrative that ha comes with the super M hate the narrative that like, Oh look, the members of super M also hate super M <laughs> and like, it's what? like, okay, <laughs> maybe they do, but I don't see the proof. And also yeah. it ain't going to stop them from making these bops. So I just right. Don't. Yeah, it just it's insane to me like how many people like how many people hate Super M, especially like within like these these individual idols in their groups, like you know, NCT fans, shiny fans, like like it's kind of insane to me that Super M has garnered so much hate. And the guys enjoy each other's company, they enjoy making music together, they enjoy you know performing together. Obviously, they love their groups, like no one is disputing that. They love their groups, but they love, you know being able to do different things that's why they have solo careers like hello i definitely i definitely choose to believe that it, until i see otherwise idols like temin and Beckyun who are so senior in their careers and who mm -hmm. are so valued by sm because of the money they bring in at the very least i think that they have a little more choice and a little more say so than what people think they have absolutely and i mean i don't think mark is mad 
every single time they put him in a subunit. I feel like he's happy to be doing stuff. Uh, so <laughs> he's it's, Mark is more employed than most people right now. So <laughs> I, I don't really come on. <laughs> exactly. Like, honestly, I feel like if they could have got away with it, they would have put him in wavy too. You know, like, I just feel like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, see how <laughs> He had a he had a dad he had like a, a great great grandfather who lived in 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 like I don't know um, Beijing for a month so we feel that we he go. would be a perfect member to be in Wavy <laughs> if they could they really really would so <laughs> but yeah that would be like my um, my opinion on that that question so okay this has been so. Fun. Yes. I think the best way to wrap this up is with a a tradition, um, a Korean tradition that we often see our K-pop idols take place or not take place. Our K-pop idols uh, do <laughs> at the end of such interviews. Um, why don't you pick a group, probably your bias group, and do an acrostic poem using their name? Okay, <clears throat> so I actually like for some weird reason when we, when we had this question, I was thinking in the English terms. So I was like, okay, that means I just have to do like a sentence or a word or whatever for each English letter. But then I remembered like that's not how it works in Korea. So <laughs> so my yep. very basic acrostic poem is: You want to start me off? Yes. Who's it's your big group? Bang. Big Bang. Big Bang. Okay, is it syllables? Yes. Okay, big. Big Bang. <laughs> bang. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> they should sue you. I would sue you if I was Big Bang. I'm just saying. Oh, it's wow. because I had to think about it and like five minutes okay when I realized like after I had asked you the questions I realized what I need to do and I was like okay my Korean is not good enough for this so that's what I came up with <laughs> wow I can't believe that was a uh, not actually a sentence either that's nice we love to see it well you know what I have been watching GOT7 do these things and for Bam Bam, this is literally basically, uh, you know, very similar to what they come up with because apparently it's really hard to um, find Korean words that are like Bam Bam. So mm -hmm. I'm I'm okay with mine sucking because they're suck and they actually speak the language. Fair. Yes. Same here. Yes. Okay. Exactly. This has been oh, so me, awesome. Let uh, me give yeah. you the English one. So the English one was actually really hard to do. But okay. I, I was able to put a little bit more effort into it. So, like, I did it based on, like, spelling out Big Bang. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So, B. You Or you want to spell it for me? Or what do you want to do? I'll do it. B. Believe. I. In impossible things. G. Greatness is not just limited to. B. Being or doing things. A. Amazing. So, so this is a continuation. Being or doing things amazingly well. Instead, you in need to be consistent and open to change. G. Greatness means taking risks, chances, and doing hard work. You went from no sentences to two, four, five, six sentences. <laughs> yeah. 
we love to see it. But this is because I was able to put the time and effort into it. So I thought what about it. What I want to do, mommy? Yeah, acrostic mommy. Uh, maybe thing? I don't know. <laughs> like, how? What do you call somebody who's like a really good at acrostic poems? Acrostic uh, champion? Acrostic goddess? I don't know. Goddess. There you go. Yeah. I don't know why mommy was the first word to come to my mind, but um, well, because you wow, moms, moms are great. That's why. That's facts. Yes. This has been so fun and very, yeah. very interesting. Uh, I think we learned a lot about Nat today in these 22 questions. And I think her acrostic poem will go down in history as uh, <laughs> either the best or worst thing you've ever heard. Um, yes. But yes, Nat, do you have any final words for the listeners? Um, be safe. I know it's uh, real rough out there. And uh, there's so many, you know, really, really large failings from our governments uh, that have caused even more hardship during a pandemic. Uh, so I just want everybody to be safe and, and you know, please check online for um, any sort of like, if you're in Texas specifically, like heating shelters and things like that, that you could go to and like um, food places as well because i know that that's still a problem out there as well um and then you know obviously for the rest of the world obviously be well we're st we are still in a panorama so we need to um <laughs> be on top of it we need to be on top of it wear your mask wash your hands you know basic stuff that we should have already had drilled into our heads and then on a like happier note you know happy nyan day guys i hope that you learned something you had a good time uh and that you you know, continue to listen to our, our shows and our episodes. And we really, um, like, honestly do appreciate every single um, comment and, you know, reply and message and anything. Like, we, we love it. Like, we are so grateful and we appreciate it so much. And it just motivates us to want to do more and give you guys as much as we can possibly give you guys. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're happy that you guys are, you know, sticking with us. Yes. Uh, I'll translate for that for all of our listeners out there. <laughs> we love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm doing the, uh, the K-pop finger hearts. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I feel like I really became an idol today. So say name. This is a this is a mockery of the Korean language. Um, I did say real words though. You did? No, you did absolutely say real words. I said so. like Cute. no, I said multiple. Like I said, be careful, be safe, stay healthy. Yeah. We love you. Say some nice stuff. You did? No, I bye. understood it. So bye. <laughs> <laughs>